Come on. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Ah! Snake eyes. Crap. Oh, well. Warning. This episode contains adult language, mature themes, gambling, compulsive lying, betting your life, and being sold as a slave. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? I know, I'm a little late. Just about a week, maybe. Actually, two weeks, but life caught up with me, and unfortunately, I couldn't do much with that. It took precedence over doing a podcast, so sorry about that, guys. I know I promised you I was going to do the supplemental episode and then another episode, and we're just a little late. I'm sorry about that. Like I said, real life took over. So, either way, with that in mind, let's get the show started. So, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Sparkin is a site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I'll review one to two manga, depending on the situation. A little bit of information about it. That way you don't go to the bookstore and say... Hey, this manga looks really cool. And you pick it up and the manga sucks. I do all the dirty work for you, so that way you don't have to. If you don't believe me, it's no problem. I hope you enjoy this show. It's a little entertaining, and I try my best to make it interesting and cool. And if you've noticed, we actually have background music now in the beginning. I'm trying something a little bit different. Some people complained when I asked last episode what they wanted to change with the show. They said, oh, the opening theme is too long and it's too boring and I skip it. So I decided, why don't I just have it for 30 seconds and I'll underlay it into this. Hopefully it sounds a little better, a little more classy. Tell me what you think. You can email me, sparkin at gmail.com, and you can check me out at sparkin.podbean.com. I'm also on Twitter under Spirekin, S-P-R-A-K-N. I'm on Xbox Live, Zan Space Spirekin, that's X-A-N, not S-A-N. And I'm also a writer on Anime 3000. Uh, my newest article is the part three of my editorial series, it's How to Survive a Convention. There's some pretty cool things in there, especially taking a bath, which is really important for a lot of anime fans. But either way, that's neither here nor there. You've come here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to hear about manga, of course. So, without further ado, let me get on with the first thing before we get into our review. News. Since I've been gone for about two weeks, a lot has happened, and unfortunately, I can't review it all. And a lot of it sucks. I mean, besides Comic-Con coming, the only really notable things is that the writer of Nana has taken a sabbatical because she's sick. Nana was a shoujo manga, which is interesting, but not really my cup of tea. So, if you like Nana, it's going to be a little bit of a while. Uh, also, Fairy Tale, which I told you quite a while ago that they didn't have an anime for, they're finally making an anime. So that should be kind of cool, as long as they get a good voice actor and not the voice actor of Luffy from One Piece. That would annoy the shit out of me. Also... On another note, Haruhi Susumiya is being released in their book form. So you can get all the books, all the different things that are written about the Insanity, which is Haruhi and the SOS Brigade. So that's it for news. Nothing much else. No giant robots. No end of the world scenarios. Oh, yes, I forgot. I must say this because it is sad. But yes, the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, has died. Also, more importantly, 
Billy Mays died. For those who don't know, Billy Mays is that guy who said, Hey, I'm Billy Mays, and today I'm going to tell you about the Oxidizer. He's that infomercial guy who looked like Al from Home Improvement. Unfortunately, he passed on. It sucks a little bit, but what are we going to do, you know? Death's uh, a part of life, and unfortunately, there's nothing we can do to prevent it. But we just got to live, just got to keep going, and hopefully we will. So, without further ado, let me get on with the review for this episode. Now, if you remember from the last episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, I spun the mysterious Wheel of Manga, and it told me I was going to be reviewing Tobaku Mokushiroku Kaiji, or Gambling Apocalypse Kaiji, also known as Ultimate Survivor Kaiji. Now, this is a manga which is written by Nobuyuki Fukumoko, and it was originally released by Kodansha, and it's currently having 39 volumes. But here's the interesting part. Each section is actually a different story. It's like broken into four series. The first series came out around 1999 and 91, give or take. And then the second series, it's went on from 2003 to 2004. Then 2004 to 2008 was the third series, and so on and so forth. So it's been going on slowly. But there's an anime for it, which is pretty cool. It's 26 episodes. It's, well, AWO loves it. And, well, what can I say about this unique and odd series, except it was a fucking bitch to find. I mean, most of my manga I get, I go to Borders or Barnes and Nobles or Kinokuya, and I find it and I read it. I had to hunt everywhere for this manga. I had to search high and low for a scanlation. Everyone has volume 14 they don't have volume one or they have just chapter one of volume one or chapter two of volume two it took me about five days just to piece together the first well nine chapters and that was a little frustrating so it kind of hindered my enjoyment of this series but it wasn't bad because this series is really popular and it actually won a Kodansha manga award back in 88 and let me get on with giving you a little bit of information about what Kaiji is about. Now, Kaiji is, well, it's named after the main character, as you can probably guess, because Kaiji's a name. And Kaiji is this guy who's, he's a bum, I'm not going to lie. He lives in poverty, he's kind of sleazy a little bit. He lives in this, well, little apartment, well, Japan, every apartment's small. And what he does for fun is he actually will vandalize cars, specifically Mercedes-Benz. He pulls off the hood ornament of every single one. He collects them, has them on his wall. It's a little odd. And he does this because his lot in life sucks. I mean, he loves gambling, and he cheats his neighbors a little bit, and he loses a lot. And, you know, he doesn't have much ambition in life. He worked for a short period of time a couple of years ago after he graduated, but he's currently unemployed. And he spends most of his money on gambling, liquor, and, well, food. That's it, really. But he constantly is saying, oh, I wish I had money, and oh, that guy makes me so mad because he has a nice car, so I'm going to vandalize it and slash it. And as he's there, wondering, this guy shows up at his apartment. A very menacing-looking gentleman says, uh, Excuse me, sir, are you Mr. Kaiji Ito? He's like, yeah, what can I do for you? Uh, can I talk to you for a second? He's like, uh... And in his apartment, he has all of the Mercedes emblems. 
on his wall. He's like, uh, no, you can't come in here right now. Um, can we talk outside? Yeah, it'd be a good idea. I'm doing something in there. Goes outside. He's like, yes, well, I need to talk to you about something. Can we meet somewhere? He's like, can we go? Can I come inside? He's like, no, we'll go out to eat. We'll go out to eat. And he walks to his car. And the guy sees his car completely vandalized. Guess who vandalized his car? You guessed it. Kaiji. So goes back and after a small altercation where he discovers that Kaiji vandalized his car after slashing the tires and benting it up he's like well listen here's the deal you signed a loan a couple of well years ago about two years ago from this guy named Takeshi Furuhata and he said well you know he offered to pay and you were his co-signer well he skipped town so unfortunately, you have to pay the loan completely. Uh, how much is the loan for? Kaiji says. It's like a hundred thousand yen. Well, a little more than that. Pretty much says a million yen, which is a hundred thousand dollars. And Kaiji, as I said, is bum essentially. So he doesn't have that money. And so this loan shark, Mr. Ito, says, "I'll make you a deal. You seem like a nice boy." And you seem like you want to pay. And I know you're not going to want to pay for 10 years. I mean, we can have an installment plan. You pay every month. And then six years you get paid. Or you'll be 35, but it's no problem. You'll have it paid off in full. But I'll make a deal with you. There's a boat coming out. The Espoir. The Ship of Hope. What happens is it's a big gambling tournament. And you can clear house in one day. If you're a real good gambler. And what happens is if you pay it, debt will be clean one day. It's like, that doesn't sound that bad, but what's the downside? Well, if you lose, well, we won't see you for a while. But anyone who gets on the ship has the option to win. And hey, what are you going to do? You're going to be a sucker and pay it off in time? You can gamble and make some more money. And Kaiji, being the idiot he is, says, fine, I'll gamble, I'll pay. And doesn't realize that this con decided to trick him onto getting on this boat. And he's thinking, oh, well, this guy's going to die anyway. I get paid to get a sucker to go on this boat. And this is the beginning of Kaiji. Now, the whole thing is that Kaiji's on this boat trying to make his money back from the asshole who had him co-sign a loan from the mob. And it's what happens is that on this boat, like I said, the deal is that you can win a lot of money. You can win up to ten times what you owe. Because everyone on the ship is a debtor. They're in debt completely. You have some people who they owe $70,000 to some people who owe $500 million. And they're all flat fucking broke. And so they're given the option. And when they get on the ship, immediately they say, Okay, well here's how it works. We're going to have a bunch of little games and if you win the first love round you go on to another round and you could win money but unfortunately for the first game you're gonna have to take out a small loan it's like you're like what it's like the minimum loan you could take is 1 million yen the maximum you could take is 10 million yen and we'll loan it to you that's how you could play these games like saying wait what if I don't want to take it well then you can't play you can leave right now he's like oh, okay well and there's 112 people there, by the way. Like, okay, and the other thing is that in the interest of fairness, because you are borrowing money from us, 
you're going to have to take a small interest rate with your loan. Uh, how much is the interest rate? Turns out that the interest rate is going to be 40% every 10 minutes. Now, for those of you who are math students and can figure this out, at $1 million, 40% of that is $400,000 every 10 minutes. And they have a two-hour time limit. So in the end, if they owe, say we'll use Kaiji's full debt, which it turns out actually is, he translated, it's 3,850,000 yen. Rounding that off to what it was back then in 98, it's going to be about $38,500 is what he owed the mob from that, the loan that he signed from his co-worker back in the day. So, at the interest rate currently, if he has 1 million yen, which is 10,000, that's borrowing 10,000 yen. It's borrowing $10,000. Borrowing $10,000 with an interest rate of $400 every 10 minutes. In two hours, he's going to have to owe more than about 9 million yen give or take my, sorry my math sucks but give or take 9 million yen is what he's going to owe these people if he can't win in a certain amount of time so they're winning anyway so this is the perfect way for them to make lots of money and get into debt and that's the running gag of this series no matter what Kaiji does because Kaiji he's a pretty good gambler because it's ups and downs the whole thing's about gambling and making money and about the art of gambling which Nobuyuki Fukumoto seems to be obsessed with because his other series Akaiji is about that it's about gambling and about mahjong gambling he's obsessed with gambling I think he may have a problem may need to go to one of those things anyway so the whole running joke of this series is that Every time he thinks, oh, um, I got enough money. Turns out, oh, you still got to pay the interest on this other loan you took. So you're fucked anyway. So it's one of the little things it's saying is gambling is bad. You can win money, but you will owe shitload more money if you keep gambling. So we should take this into heart. And now here comes the fun part of the series is all the different and random games they have to play. The different type of gambling games. So it's not like you go to a Vegas casino or a cruise and they say okay we have slot machines here we have blackjack craps and we have baccarat over there no the first game they have is a very unusual game because the first thing you see is that they give them two envelopes open up the first envelope you'll see a white card you'll put on your breast of your shirt okay white card on your shirt and there's three stars you connect the stars onto the white part of this white card you have all right no problem so you have three stars on your chest now open up the other envelope. Got it. You open up the envelope, and there is 12 cards. Four with a picture of a fist. Four with a picture of someone doing the Vui sign. And four of a person with their palm out. As you can guess, this is Restricted John Ken Paul, which is Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yes, you're playing Rock, Paper, Scissors. And it's pretty cool how it works. Now, what happens is that, like I said you get your whole you have your money which you have and the rules of the game are simple each of the 
gestures, like I said, all the, the rock, paper, scissors are on the card. You have four of each. You have four rock, four paper, four scissors. You have a total of 12. And you have three of these stars that are your collateral. So every time you're going to play against someone, you take one of these stars, you put it down, that's your bet. And you play your card. And say if you have rock and the other person has paper, you lose that star, he gets it. So now he has four stars, you have two stars. When you have zero stars left, they will take you away. They will completely just... You don't know what's going to happen to them. Supposedly they're sold into slavery. We really don't know. And what happens is that those are the rules. You can't, you have to give up your star if you lose. And the deal is that to survive the game, the two hour limit, you have to have at least three stars or more. And you have to get rid of all of your cards. And the cards can't be destroyed or thrown away. If you do that, instantly disqualified, and you lose, and you end up being sold into slavery or whatever they do in the back room. And because of the simple nature of this game, I mean, it's think about it. Rock, paper, scissors. You could do that in three seconds. You can burn the cards very easily. It takes you two minutes to do. If you really wanted to burn through it. And you can win or lose in a matter of minutes. And because of the situation that Kaiji finds himself in, he loses half of his cards and two of his stars in one in one sitting. And so what happens is that he has to figure out a way to get cards back, get time back, and he's able to finagle with the rules because you can't get rid of cards. They say you can't destroy or throw them away, but you can sell cards. And remember, he has, he took a loan for, what is it, 10 million yen. So he's got some money to play with. And you could change and swap the cards around. It's pretty cool how you do it. I could say more, but I'm not going to deprive you of, of this. It's pretty cool how he gets out of it, because if you think about the ways to get rid of the cards and how you can change things and how you can win with this game, I mean, their concept is pretty smart, because it says you... It doesn't say anything about working alone. It doesn't say anything about a lot of other stuff. I'm sorry, but it's pretty cool. I really got into this, and the fact that I played this was really cool. I mean, I wasn't sold in slavery, I actually won, but after the Rock, Paper, Scissors game, the next game they have is this type of, well, it's a human derby. It's basically people are walking on steel beams and they could die. That's as far as I got in this. So, let me go on with what I feel about Kaiji. Now, Despite the fact that it was insanely hard to get a hold of, I really enjoyed it. I really liked finding out about it. I loved seeing Kaiji losing money, gaining money, and trying to get his way out of this situation, which he didn't do anything wrong with. I mean, the guy who fucked him over is on the boat, it turns out. That the con man, the loan shark, Yuji Endo, screwed him, saying, Oh, I don't know where... Where... Takeshi is. He just ran off. Oh, there's Takeshi on the boat. Oh, well, you're fucked anyway. You still have to pay the insanely high loan. And Kaiji, he's... He gets fucked left and right. I mean, I don't mean really fucked. I mean, he gets in deep trouble because he trusts these people who are all scum and horrible people. Like, one of the, the first things which gets him into the situation of losing most of his stars is this guy says, Hey, listen, there's a way you can both win. If we both put out the same card over and over again we can win you know if you put 
if you put rock, I'll put rock. You put paper, I'll put paper. It's like, okay, rock, we're going to do paper now. We're going to do rock now. We're going to do paper now. Okay, now we're going to do rock. And then he puts on a paper. Oh, sorry, you lost. I got a star. Oh, well, I promise it was a mistake. Let's try it again. Okay, scissors? Scissors. Ah, oh, here's a rock. You lose. Oh, sorry. You got two more. Want to play again? Because of Kaiji trusting these asshole people, he's getting himself more and more into debt. Or in... Kaiji's a sympathetic character, but he's a really horrible person. He does stupid things. I mean, when I first found the series, I found volume 14, so I don't know what was going on, but he was in a situation where he's like, okay, you're stuck working at this labor camp, and you can only make this much amount of money, and you only get paid this much for 28 days, and every day it's like, okay, you have this much money, but hey, if you want, for 10,000 yen, we'll sell you a beer. I haven't had a beer in a long time. All I've been drinking is water and rice. Yeah, you can just have a beer. But you want that beer for 10,000 yen? How much you make? Oh, I only have 70,000 yen. Oh, no problem. You can have the beer. And also, you're going to want to have something to chew on that, right? I got some fried teriyaki. It's only 5,000 yen. 15,000 yen. That doesn't sound that bad, right? Oh, it's good, right? Yeah. So you can have... We also have some more... You have another beer? Another 10,000? Oh, okay. Yeah, no problem. You can have it, no problem. So that's 25,000 yen. No problem. See you tomorrow. And he just is gullible and it drives me nuts because he's so intelligent with figuring out all these cool things. But in basic human concepts, he's a fucking moron. And just, it's boggles the fucking mind how he does this. It really does. Either way. Um, some of the things I liked about this was the art style was pretty cool. I mean, it's true that Kaiji's nose could, you can attach a mask to it and go somewhere, to quote Daryl Surratt, but I liked it. It wasn't a bad design. I love the design of the cards for rock, paper, scissors. They're very creepy, but elegant at the same time. And it worked. Just made me want to know more and just... I wanted to print out a set of the cards for myself so I can make my own games. But writing style, eh, it was so-so. It was it was really so-so. The main issue I had with it is its inaccessibility. It's it was impossible to find. I would love to read more about this. I'd love for this to be released in English. I mean, if Tokyo Pop or better yet, Dark Horse picked this up, I guarantee this would be a great seller. I mean, if the anime came out here, it would be awesome. That I would buy this immediately, but because of that, it really pissed me off just trying to find every chapter. And unfortunately for that reason, I'm going to have to give Kaiji, which is a cool gambling manga, and surprisingly it's technically a sports manga, I have to give it a gift from your crazy Uncle Don. Now you're probably wondering, Crazy Uncle Don? I thought it was Crazy Aunt Muriel. Well, the reason why is that Crazy Uncle Don's an uncle we all have. The guy who comes in is like, I just came from Vegas and I lost $10,000 at pool but and craps, but next time I go there, I'll win it back. So, yes, it is a gift from your Crazy Uncle Don. Sorry, I just had to, so. It's, it's okay. It really was good, but I wanted to like it more, but it failed me. It 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 failed me by not living to its potential of being able to find it. If someone knows where I could get all the chapters scanned, I might do better, but just I was jaded by not being able to find it. 
And now, really quickly, before I get into anything else, because I have some other little site news here and there, someone asked me and sent me an email saying, how is it that you figure out how these mangas get their rating of the 1 to 5? And it's pretty simple. Now, if you've noticed from all the reviews we've had, I usually break it down into five little sections, besides the opening where I give a little spiel about what the manga is, who wrote it, where it came from. I usually start off with a synopsis, which is the concept itself. I go through the characters, I go through the art, I go through the writing, and then I go with just the general overall feel of the story itself. In each of those five things, I'll either say it was a pro or a con. If it gets all five pros, that's going to give it a five. But if it's all, if I hate every one of it, it's going to get a one, which means it sucks completely. Well, actually, it's going to get a zero, which is we've only given out one. And you remember about that one, Bombos. Damn it. Or worse. But it determines on how it goes. So, example, Kaiji. I love the concept. The story was really good. So that got a plus to it. The art style got a plus to it. Writing style got a real plus to it. I, it, lost, it got a negative because I couldn't find it. I couldn't get a hold of it. That killed it. And my overall impression of it was it was... It was good, but it was reminding me a little bit of Liar Game because of the whole, oh, you're in a debt that you can't get aware of. And it seemed a little bit of a cop-out. But, who knows. Either way, that's how, we, that's how we figure out how to do the reviews. It's those five steps and then figure it out from there. Any other emails? I've got the only other email question I've had is when are you going to get to doing Gurren Login and Chobits? Well, it's been on the wheel four times and it hasn't come up, so unfortunately, there's no time for that yet. I don't control the wheel. People think I rig the wheel. I actually don't. I literally have a Wheel of Fortune right here and I actually do spin it and so it's randomized. That's why sometimes you get really shitty manga and sometimes you get really good manga. Now, before I get to that lovely part we've all been waiting for, as usual, I would like to say we still have those two couple of th comments up, including the design a wheel for the wheel of manga. Pretty much take ten mangas, any mangas you've heard of that I haven't reviewed, and make a list for me, send it to me, and I will try and spin spin it for it. The other one is I'd love to someone to design a promo for me. I need a new promo. I only have that one that was made to me by Kent from Up Paddle, which I really enjoy. But I'd like some more, and I'd like to try do an opening. Also, any comments you could send me on how I could make the show better would be really appreciated. And tell me what you think about the new opening I had. Hopefully it's a little better than usual. If it's not, I'll just go back to the old standby. Tell me what you think. Tell me if it's worth doing. I think that's about it. I'm done babbling and ranting, because that's what I've been doing for the last 29 minutes, give or take. So... I should get on with it, shouldn't I? I should be ready for... That one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. I accept my substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga, you're wondering? Well, the Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune, which has ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned ten mangas to these ten slots. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's going to be the what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So let me spin the Wheel of Manga and see what it's going to be for the next episode. So let's see. Very good spin. And so what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode is... Dominion Tank Police. Puma Twins! Woohoo! So, 
that's going to be cool. So for the next episode of the Spark and Mar Review, episode 59, we're almost at 60, holy crap, I'll be reviewing that. Also, in one of the upcoming episodes, I'm going to be doing a double review like I did with episode 40. Now, if you remember in episode 40, I reviewed Watchmen with the ever-interesting Baz. However, Baz has been a little bit occupied with his sons being sick and all, so I'm going to be reviewing why the last man and another mong during that time so stay tuned for that also since this week is a little bit hairy i'm going to be releasing two episodes in the upcoming week just to catch up because i want to at least keep things on pace and i'm sorry i'm late like i said things have been kind of rough just with life in general i apologize i know i apologize way too fucking much but i think that's it so remember as usual you can check us out at itunes where you can download us Always leave a comment. You can check us out on our main website, spirekin.podbean.com. I know I'm using us a little bit too much. Don't worry about that. I am also on Twitter under Spirekin. I'm on Xbox Live, Zan, Space, Spirekin. Currently playing Crash or Crashers like there's no tomorrow. I'm having a lot of fun with it, especially since I met those cosplayers who are dressed like them. They were really fucking cool looking. Anyway, also besides that, I am on thefightbait.com forward slash forums. It's really cool to check out. You can have, meet a lot of cool people. I'm also on my own forum, spirekin.rapboards.com. I don't think anyone goes on there as much anymore. So definitely leave a comment. It'd be pretty cool. You can also check the list of the Wheel of Manga to see what mangas are possible to be put on that long, very cool list. Also, you can call us at 206-426-6665. That, again, is 206-426-MONK. Leave a voicemail. Leave a comment. I'll play it on air, no problem. Also, we do have a mailing address, however, I'm not going to give it to you because I don't want any spam mail. Email me if you have something, and I might send you the address. I believe that's it. There's not much else I could say. Email. Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, also, we are on Facebook. I can't forget Facebook. We're on the Facebook group, Spark and Manga Review, with our interesting group of people who are all parts of the Spark and Manga Review, who give us information. Definitely join up. And you get more information. I think that's it for this episode. So I think stick a fork in it. It's done. So without further ado, for this episode of the Spirekin Mong Review, I'm your host, Zan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>